Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, and we're streaming at WCEV1450.com. Uh, we remind you to keep up with us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. We are wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. Take a moment to subscribe, uh, rate, review. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. So look for us. We are there. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. Before we get in, uh, before we go any further in the program, we want to remind you to come out and join us at the Sound Vision Benefit Dinner, October 27th, that's a Saturday, at Ashton Place in Willowbrook. Our keynote speakers are Linda Sarsour, co-chair of the Women's March, Amir Kawji, a video producer with AJ Plus, and Imam Abdul-Malik Mujahid, founder of Sound Vision and chairman of the Burma Task Force. So you can get your tickets at soundvision.com. That is soundvision.com. And also, you can uh, you can donate. There's a donate button there to help support the uh, important work that Sound Vision has engaged in for the past 30 years. Right? That's a long time. So 30 years of work and advocacy on behalf of the Muslim community um, is worth your support. So donate. Uh, most importantly, come on out. You know, we'd love to see you next Saturday at Ashton Place in Willowbrook. Uh, go to soundvision.com, as I said, to get your tickets. Now, a lot of the recent uh, discussions that we've been having on the program have centered around the power and importance of narrative, right? Storytelling. Storytelling and the impact of the stories told about us. Uh, and equally as important, sometimes more important, the stories that we tell about ourselves. So up next, we're going to talk with Robin Salim Abdul Samad, who is the author of Zainab's Enchanted Scarf. This is a children's book featuring uh, little Zainab, an African-American girl who embarks on an adventure that takes her to Africa where she meets Queen Amina, Mansa Musa, Ramses, and Nefertiti. Right? That's, an, that's a stellar historical cast. Uh, Robin earned a Bachelor of Arts in Communication, Public Relations from North Carolina A&T, and a Master's in Public Administration from National University. Uh, she is a native of North Carolina and currently resides in Dallas, Texas with her husband and three children. And we are pleased to welcome her to Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum, Robin. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Um, as, I, as I was telling you um, uh, prior to us going on that when I saw the cover, uh, the artwork for Zainab's Enchanted uh, Scarf, I was just really, um, it, it touched me, you know, as, as a father of three daughters. Um Whenever I see stories that I that you know they could have related to, that just uh, it just does something for me. So, could I first ask you what was the uh, what was the inspiration uh, for this? Now, this is I'm, I know I'm throwing a lot out there, but this is not your first uh -huh. book. Um, uh, but what was the inspiration for this one? Well, for for this book, it actually. Started when I was assisting my daughter with a school project for Black History Month, mm -hmm. and I began to notice over the years the list of people the teachers would recommend that they could research, and it would just basically be the same people year after year, like uh, Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks um, or George, George Washington Carver, just to name a few. 
And that's not to take away, you know, anything from their achievements. Mm -hmm. But um, as I was helping her with the project, I came across a page that displayed um, African-American, I mean, I'm sorry, African kings and queens and their contributions to society. And at that moment, it was like a light went off. And I just felt like these were people that everyone should know about. And it should first start with our children. So I began researching and writing, and Zane Ups and Shannon Scarf was born. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, and that's funny. Uh, as, as parents, uh, as I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, because they keep, they keep me going. Uh, but I have three teenage daughters, and I recall back to when they were, you know, those formative years, you know, um, right. and, and, and what it meant for them to see uh, depictions of, of their right. history themselves, you know, and, you know, just mm-hmm. in the storybooks. And I have right. to say that that's not something that was uh, that, that was not prevalent. It was not it was not the norm. So, right. yeah, so I think that's that's just extremely important. Uh, and something that parents just seem to pick up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, what what's what's the goal uh, or, or was there a, a set goal? I know you said that, uh, you know, when it's time for uh, Black History Month, you know, it's always George Washington Carver. It's you know, it's always kind of a, you know, the the, the, the regular actors. Um, exactly. But what was there a particular goal that you had with uh, Zaynab's and Janet Scarf with regard to the inclusion of these these real historical figures? Yeah, um, you know, I think back to my own childhood, you know. So, like, those of us who attended public school, and, of course, our school-age children today, um, you know, they're told the same story year after year, that African Americans were stolen from Africa, uh, they were brought to America on a ship and were made to, made into slaves to pick cotton and build this country. So when when Zenith Enchanted Scarf was written, the goal was to educate the readers on a part of our history that's not taught in public schools. And, you know, I also hope that Zenith Enchanted Scarf will especially give our children of color that boost of confidence and you know, with the book providing positive imagery of Africans and African Americans, I'm hoping that that it will also increase their love of reading. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I also think it's it's interesting uh, and, and worthy of mentioning the fact that this is this is a book that uh, just looking at it, uh, this is a book that mm-hmm. connects African Americans back to Africa, and right. and and that's not I think that not enough importance is placed on that mode of, uh, of thinking. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to get into a bit of the importance of, because you, you mentioned Mansa Musa. Uh, that's one of the characters mm-hmm. that's mentioned, um, you know, historical figures, but also the importance of Queen Amina. Uh-huh. Um, can you talk a bit about that? Because I think, I think her inclusion has particular importance uh, especially now that there's, you know, there's a heightened awareness um, with regard to uh, gender equity. Uh, and, and, right. and, and then even within that conversation, that does not always translate to recognition of the equity or value of African-American women or women of color, period. Um, right. So could you talk a bit about the, uh, the inclusion of Queen Amina? Yeah, um, you know, when I think of, Queen Amina, the expression, 
own it or girl boss comes to mind. Mm. And that's an <laughs> Yeah, okay. And that's an expression that's often said when someone we know uh, earns a I guess you could say a prestigious title or some major achievement. So we may say, girl, own that title, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me, Amina owns that crown as a warrior queen. Right. So I think the importance of her is that she was the first Hausa Muslima to become the warrior queen in a male-dominated society. And uh, she was also, you know, able to create a legacy that would contradict all stereotypes of women leadership in, you know, in a a patriarchal African society. So, you know, her legend among the House of People, you know, still carries on, you know, with her military exploits. And I don't know if people know this, but her her, um, legendary escapades, made her the model for the TV series Zena, the Warrior Princess. I don't wow. know if people you know, heard that, but I don't think it was on TV long, but... <laughs> it was on... I think that ran about, I think, maybe five seasons. You know, it, okay. it had a was decent she, run, I think. Okay. Well, <laughs> she influenced that character. Wow. And so, um, this was something I learned in my research, and so... You know, I believe her memory and her story represents the spirit and the strength of womanhood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that it's a positive representation. She is a positive representation for our African-American Muslim girls as well as our non-Muslim girls. Yes, yes. Now, is this, um, uh, is this a book that you would recommend uh, caregivers? Uh, I don't want to just uh, just use the blanket term parents, right? But for just caregivers, right? right? Um, that they read with the child, or is this uh, is this something that you could that you could give to the the child on their own, and just you know leave them leave them to their yes. own? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think any time. I mean, the the book is between uh, grade two to seven, I would say. So whatever that age range is. But I absolutely, uh, you know, encourage parents. And or you know, caregivers to read with their children for at least 30 minutes a day and, and have a conversation of what's read to test their comprehension and to address any of their questions. But, um, you know, this particular book <clears throat> will definitely, um, you know, enlighten not just the young readers but as well as the adults. Hmm. Now, I want to I divert for a moment just to ask because uh, this is your third book, right? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Could you could you tell us what are the other books that you've written as well? I, I'm just I'm just curious. Okay, sure. Well, my first my very first book was titled Wahid and His Special Friends, and oh, wow. it's a book for beginning readers, which consists of rhyming words, sort of like Dr. Seuss, mm-hmm. and those kinds of books are great for toddlers and preschool children. Mm-hmm. And then I also uh, wrote a book titled You Are Beautiful. And that book addresses the beauty of ethnic diversity and um, pretty much overcoming, um, you know, racism, teaching children how to overcome racism. That was inspired um, by an incident that my two girls had experienced at school um, with a non-African-American person. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Now, did the people or um, did the school or teachers, did, did they realize that that incident spurred a book? <laughs> yes, I've been out to the school and uh, and have read the story, but yes. Okay. Yes, they're very much aware. <laughs> okay, so, so other, people's, other people's children uh, benefited from that experience. That yes. is... That yes. Is, yes. I, I was able to um, actually um, have a copy donated to the, to their school library as well. So. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, now, I want to ask you something. Um, I guess that leads up to the book, right? Now, you mm-hmm. have a background in, uh, in, in corporate America, uh, corporate America uh, quite accomplished. Um, mm-hmm. Was your foray, what was your foray into writing uh, children's books? I believe it was just being a mom, you know, first time mother, um, really with my last child, I'll say, with uh, my son, um, you know, I'm an advocate for reading and I'm always taking my kids to uh, the library and just having that lack of uh, representation of little brown children as the main character in books. Mm -hmm. And so... um, you know, I just said, you know, sometimes we have to create our own opportunities, and, and that was something that I that I did. I, I wrote my first book, um, you know, because I was seeing there was a lack of of those, um, you know, little brown children in, in storybooks. Mm. Now, uh, do you are you are your children aware that <laughs> that mom is an author? Yes, they are. Okay. When I, um, or do anything. You know, you know, reading the library or at an event, they're they're there with me. Okay, all right, that that is awesome. Now, <laughs> uh, now, is is the book is it available right now uh, for purchase? Yes, it is. Um, it's actually available on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, or you can submit your book order. By email at um, info at, at omeraproductions.com. And if you decide to order by email, you'll get an autographed copy of the book. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, are you doing, uh, you know, like uh, readings and things like that uh, right now? I am. I've started scheduling book readings at schools and libraries or I'm also open to um, religious organizations for 2019. I will say my calendar tends to fill up quickly, especially during the month of February for Black History Month. So mm, yeah. if anyone is interested in having me come and read um, to the children or to your class, you know, again, you can send an email to um, info at, at com. Um, I'm also, you know, a speaker along with my business partner, Dr. Kimberly Harper. Mm-hmm. So we tend to um, speak about why representation matters or the importance of diversity and inclusion. So, you know, if you have an event coming up that you would like for us to speak at, you know, we'll be more than happy to, to come on out. So. Well, since you mentioned that, I have to ask this question. Um, mm-hmm. when, when you talk about diversity and inclusion, what are your thoughts yes. on the presence of, uh, of, uh, of characters of color uh, written by people of color um, in the children's um, uh, book uh, you know, genre? I think it's 
very important that, you know, children see themselves, you know, like we said before, you know, um, you know, as a Muslim woman and having Muslim children, you know, it's not just, you know, having that African-American, you know, um, image, you know, whether adult or child, but also as a, you know, African-American Muslim, you know, there needs to be more representation, you know, um, of our children that, you know, where they can see themselves. Yeah, you know, th- that's, it's, it's, I, I'm sorry, th- that's really what I was, that's what I was <laughs> trying to articulate. Like, what what, what is your... Uh, what are your feelings on the current state of representation? I think there needs to be improvement, mm. um, you know, especially with, you know, in the Muslim community. A lot of, you know, if we want to talk about um, Muslim children books. Mm-hmm. We tend to not see ourselves in those books or in those videos, um, you know, children videos. Um, so, you know, there has, there needs to be, you know, more representation of African-American children and African-American Muslim children. Well, I'm excited to see, as I said, when I saw the, the um, just saw the cover and the title uh, and, and reading, mm-hmm. just reading what I did. I was like, man, I wish, I wish I, my children, well, no, I don't. I don't wish they were little anymore. <laughs> don't let me say that. No, but I've got, but I've got nieces and nephews. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so so you can always add to your uh, to your home or school library. That's so. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, do you have any uh, social media uh, contact information that the uh, listeners can uh, get at you? On Facebook at Omera Prod P R O D, and we're also on Instagram, mm-hmm. and our handle is Omera Productions sixteen. And we're also on Twitter at Omera Production without the S. Okay. Well, we are going to put the link up on uh, on our Facebook page as well, and we'll we'll um, shoot that out on our, our Twitter. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and um, thank you. Yeah, we look forward to uh, look forward to your next book. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let, let me just add this. I forgot to say that. Um, Made Up Enchanted Scarf is part of a series, so I'm currently in writing mode. Oh, get out of here. the next book will be released next summer. And um, we also have an animation for Zane Up Enchanted Scarf, and that's available on our website, ameriproductions.com. Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Okay, you (laughs) you saved the best for last. Okay, great. (laughs) All right. It has been great talking to you. Uh, and thank you for for, for for letting the uh, Radio Slam listeners uh, learn about Zainab's Enchanted Scarf. All right. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to All talk right. with you. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam. All right, folks. We have come to the conclusion of another edition of Radio Islam. And before we sign off, we want to remind you once again, October 27th, to join us at Ashton Place in Willowbrook, Illinois, for the Sound Vision Benefit Dinner. Uh, And as I've said before, it is so much more than just a simple dinner. It's not just about coming out and getting uh, getting a plate and sitting down and listening to uh, people drone on and on. Uh, This really is a night that you need to be present with so much at stake right now, whether it be uh, in in our elections uh, or it simply is about the narrative, the Muslim narrative, the the narrative on Islam in America. Uh, There there are so many reasons that you need to be present on 
October 27th, Saturday night at Ashton Place. I remind you, our keynote speakers are Linda Sarsour, co-chair of the Women's March, Amir Kauji, video producer with AJ Plus, and Imam Abdul-Malik Mujahid, founder of Sound Vision and the chair of the Rama Task Force. This is a night where we are looking to once again show up, be engaged, uh, just recognize one another uh, to realize that we are the support. We have the supports that we need and we have the capacity to make any change that needs to be made. So join us October 27th at Ashton Place. Get your tickets at soundvision.com. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you. And with that, we want to thank our engineers over at WCEV for making sure we come through loud and clear. Uh, as always, we thank you for spending this hour with us. Uh, I'm your host and producer, Tariq el Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision. That's it, good people. It's that time. We leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Thank you.